Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Welcome to November, my friends. Here we are in the final month of our Bible reading plan. I'm so proud of you. We have powered through this together, and I hope God has really spoken over you as we've read this. Today, we are going to read the book of Titus. So follow along if you can. Otherwise, let me read this over you as we start right now in Titus chapter 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, and which now at his appointed season he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior." To Titus, my true son in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Savior. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. For there are many rebellious people, full of meaningless talk and deception, especially those of the circumcision group. They must be silenced, because they are disrupting whole households by teaching things they ought not to teach, and that for the sake of dishonest gain. One of Crete's own prophets has said it, Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. This saying is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply, so that they will be sound in the faith, and will pay no attention to Jewish myths or to the merely human commands of those who reject the truth. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. They claim to know God. But by their actions they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Titus chapter 2 You, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be tempered, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned 
so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try to please them, not to talk back to them, and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted so that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These, then, are the things you should teach, encourage, and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. Titus chapter 3 Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. And I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. As soon as I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis, because I have decided to winter there. Do everything you can to help Zenus the lawyer and Apollos on their way, and see that they have everything they need. Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good, in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. Everyone with me sends you greetings. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. This concludes the reading for today and concludes the book of Titus. Now let me give you a few quick thoughts before we end our time together. First, let me start at the beginning of this letter because I love the way Paul greets Titus. He says, Paul a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect in their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. In other words, this is a discipleship opportunity. Paul is first admitting himself a servant once again. He's a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. But listen to his purpose, 
to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. In other words, what he is about to say and do is about helping the people who have already understood who God is grow in their understanding of him. So inside this letter, you find him encouraging what growth looks like. And it's interesting how he starts to unfold this is by making sure that Titus has appointed elders in every town. These elders are designed to help people grow and understand God and how to live a blameless life. And at the same time, he has to address the fact that there are rebellious people. And what are they doing? They're full of meaningless talk and deception. He then says, especially those of the circumcision group. Well, this was a huge conversation that Paul kept running into. The circumcision group was a group of Jews who believed that everybody had to follow the same law that they followed. So forget the grace of God, forget the new way of doing things. They must be circumcised and they must live up to the entire law the way they were trained to do. The problem with this was that they were making it impossible for new people to come to the faith. They were putting these heavy burdens on people that were keeping them from understanding who God was and the grace that he had for them. So Paul tells Titus, stay away from those people, rebuke them. And then he reminds him that to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. And then he gives them this distinguishing factor. And this is how he can know whether they really love God and are for him or not. In verse 16 of chapter 1, he says, They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. So then he starts out chapter 2 by telling him, You, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, in sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. This is an interesting statement, because what Paul is saying is that sound doctrine leads to a difference in the way you live your life and present yourself. If you are a person who is growing in sound doctrine, you will become a different type of person, which in turn will cause you to do different types of things. We like to focus on people's actions and try to get them to change the way they talk or act, when in actuality, we need to help them understand God better. Because if they understand God better, it will automatically change the way they do everything else. So Paul is commissioning Titus to make sure he disciples the people. And so when we read a letter like this, I think there's something that God wants us to know. First of all, that we must grow in our understanding of him. Because if we understand sound theology and deep doctrines of who God is, it will change the way we live our life. And so the more we study, the more we understand God, the more we become who he designed us to be. That's why I'm so proud of you for sticking with this Bible reading plan. Whether you know it or not, it is helping you grow into the person God designed you to be. So keep studying. Keep reading, keep meditating and praying and drawing closer to the Lord. Because the more you do that, the more you fulfill the purpose of how he designed you. And then second, God wants us to be people like Titus, who are strong in discipling those around us. 
that we would encourage them and set an example for them and help them to learn and grow so that they too, in turn, can go and help other people grow and understand God as well. So my challenge for you today, how are you growing and how are you helping others grow? Because both those things are something that God wants for you today. So I pray that you would not only continue to read God's word and let it be spoken over you, but that you would allow God to fill you and change you and mold you. And then second, I challenge you to find someone that you can invest in in the same way, that you would help them grow in their faith and help them understand God's love for them and his love for the entire world around us. And as we do that together, we will become the people of God that will make a difference all around the world. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.